Good enough for you. Good enough for me. It's good enough. Good enough for me. That was Cindy Lauper at age 70. Still got it. Still got it. The Cindy Lopper is probably Cindy Lobster is probably only Cindy Lobster. <laughs> That's the Moldovan, Moldovan version. Yeah, I love Cindy Lobster. Cindy Lobster is the greatest <laughs> of all of the lobsters. All right. For me, it's good. She was pretty young when she sang that song. Oh yeah, and I know it was eighty what five. Yeah, Goonies? what was the Goonies? Yeah, the Goonies song, and she was already super popular at that time. Yeah, so she's probably. Let's assume that she was. She started as all hit pop stars do at the age of twenty. Probably. Then she probably was like twenty three, twenty. So I'm gonna say twenty three years old. It's remarkable to me when you go back and you look at like stars from when you were kids, mm-hmm. and you think you thought of them as so old. So old. Because but, you were a little kid, and then you look back and you find out they were like 19 years old at the time, and you're like, what? Right. That's And bizarre. since you were only nine, they're only 10 years older than you. So right. you think that person must be ancient, but yeah. actually Cindy Lauper's probably only like 51. Yeah, yeah 50, exactly. 52. Like I always think of, for example, I think I said this to you, the, the older brother on The Wonder Years will always seem older than me. I mean, maybe not now, now that I'm as old as I am, but when I would see him on TV, even when I bypassed the age... That he was, I was like, well, he seems older than me, even though I'd gone years and years past it. Yeah. Just because I saw him as the older brother. Right. Well, One of those things. Well, I, I know. You, they did such a good job on that particular show, show. I loved that show. That you felt like Fred Savage. I felt like Like you Fred. are Fred Savage, which means that no matter how old you are. I'll always be. That guy. Fred Savage. Is always going to be your older brother. I went to high school with Winnie Cooper's cousin. I mean... <laughs> I mean, not the character, the actual actress. That's, that's Danica McKellar. There's a there is a Weird Al Yankovic song uh-huh. called "Lame Claim to Fame." Okay, and that would fit perfectly. Lame claim, to, of, lame claim to fame. Yeah, and he goes through all the different like, just but just just different random <laughs> things that a person might hear in Los Angeles for your, your claim to fame. Totally. And your lame claim to fame is that is, you, I went to high school with the cousin of, of, Winnie, of Cooper. Winnie Cooper. Right. Yeah. So it'd be like uh, I used to go to the Baskin Robbins of the uncle to uh, Ernest P. Worrell. Right. That's a lame claim. That's a lame claim to fame. That's a perfect example. <laughs> of one claim. So, you know, I, is, I actually made that one up, but yeah. I just wanted to drop Ernest P. Worrell. <sighs> hey, Mern. man, he was great. Look, we can't start 2020. Do you think he was talking to Vern Troyer? Uh, no. <laughs> yes, definitely. He was talking to. Well, he here's was talking the thing. to. He, I, here's the, the thing. little person from Austin Powers. Well, the thing is, is I didn't think he was talking to Vern Troyer, even though I should have yes and you right then. Yeah. But if you think about it, it was always a windowsill that he was on, mm-hmm. and the person talking to uh, to to Ernest seemed to always have the height advantage right. to him. Because Ernest was always kind of down and looking up. Down and looking up, whoever, like climbing in. Whoever Vern so, was. Yeah, so that made me think, it, I don't think it was Vern Troyer. What if Vern Troyer, though, was standing on a step stool? It's very possible. What if his entire house is built like a pharmacy? What if Vern and Troyer... And he's up a few uh, levels higher than everybody else. What if Vern Troyer has stilts? He could very well have stilts. 
didn't Vern Troyer pass? Oh, did he? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Because someone can call in and let <laughs> us know. <laughs> call in, let us know. Um, it's 2020. Hey, hey happy new year. Happy new year. Wow. The year of the buffalo. I actually don't know what year it is. Um, but it's, I uh, don't think it's the year of the buffalo. It's probably not the year of the buffalo. I don't think buffalo. that's one of the options. Uh, it's not on the list? No. I don't know. Buffalo, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, well, buffalo, as we think of them here in North America, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're, they're, that's a native animal. That's, that's a native, right. That's right. Bison. It's, a yeah. na- it's native. It lives so, here. So it's the year of the buffalo, 2020. Yeah. There we go. Oh, you mean it's not we're, anywhere we're, else around the world? Well, so I'm it saying that it probably where, wouldn't fit in a Chinese calendar ah, unless they're talking about a water buff. I don't think they even have water buffaloes in China. They have, do they have buffalo wings? I'm sure they have buffalo. Who doesn't yeah. have buffalo wings? So maybe it's the year of the buffalo wings. It's the year that, that they probably 2020, have. 2020, the year of the buffalo wings. And they wings. certainly would call them buffalo wings yeah. in China. Yeah. I would. That's for sure. Did you have a good... Uh, New Year's? I had a great New Year's. Fantastic. Yeah, I had a great New Year's. I'm, I'm, uh, I had to just escape really quickly, just run away from, I'm, I'm at a gymnastics competition today mm-hmm. uh, with, with, for my daughter. She's, mm-hmm. she's, she's competing in, in uh, near Disneyland. Great. Very exciting stuff. So I just, what I, but my commitment to the podcast, I warped over here to this spot. Amazing. Just for this hour, and then I'm going to warp back as soon as we're done and go watch some gymnastics. This warping technology that we've developed here yeah. at BioFriendly has really become advantageous, and I feel yeah. like eventually we should share it with other people. Oh, but yeah. for now, I'm enjoying just using it to my own benefit. To just keep making podcasts. Mm-hmm. And traveling around the world and making it back in time. Always in time. To deliver the BioFriendly podcast. Are you going to get back to Indiana after this uh, podcast? Yeah. Uh, yes. Or are you, ba- or are you no, gonna go I'm gonna, fly back? Right I'm going to uh, basically... Use the the time warp thing. Is yeah. that what we just called it? Yeah, uh, I mean, we're, it's it's a warp. A device. warp. Okay, I'm gonna go back to Chicago just in enough time to get to O'Hare to get on a plane and fly back. <laughs> that's great. Good for you. Yep. That that's way you're with your you're flying. I want to your family. travel with my family. Yeah. That's what I'm trying no, to that's say good. here. I like that smart. that's smart. Yeah. Well, I'm Jacob. I'm Noel. And this is the Biofriendly Podcast for a new year. Welcome a, to 2020. A new us. Wow. Everything's new. It's all new. Uh, the lighting is new. We're trying something different here with the lighting. We're going to change gonna, it up a little bit. We're just going to go crazy here. Yeah. Yeah. Next week, strobe lights. Strobe lights. Uh, that week after that, black lights. Yeah. Uh, week after that, no lights. No lights. And this will be the last time you see the Christmas tree. It's left up today just because we yeah, were getting we, back in we from got, the holiday. Well, I didn't have time after I warped in to take yeah. down the Christmas tree. Well, I mean, it's, it's still, the day after New Year's is still technically, I mean, there's still floats sitting out there, you know, right. on, parked on the street and, and there's still people getting back from the that exciting Rose Bowl game. What a game, huh? What a game. I don't even want to talk about it. No, let's not. Because then, you know, because we should just, because in case people haven't, they DVR'd it. That's right. Are this DVR still a thing? Uh, no. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> um, we, yeah, this, my, my son, the other night, he said, we were grabbing the remote in the house. Mm-hmm. We said, can you hand me the clicker? And, uh-huh. he goes, and he goes, why do you call it a clicker? It's a remote. And we were like, oh, he's not familiar because everything is all simplified now. There's right. no need to like clicker anything. Yeah. There's no channels to yeah. surf. It's all just Although up and down. The, it's still uh, a clicker. The Apple TV remote does make a nice little clicking beep, noise beep. now and again. Yeah. The, th- the great thing about the Apple TV remote is it's huge. Yeah. So easy to find. So easy to find. They if really. It gets, if it gets in a couch cushion, you will definitely really find it They really outdid themselves on that design. They said, hey, I want to make sure that everybody who has this device loses the remote control all the time. That's well, why you have to download the app. They want you to download the app. That's, yeah. that's the whole. So they can monitor your activity. Yeah, which they would never do. Although, mm-hmm. let's just remember that, that <laughs> a couple weeks ago. 
Yes. When we did the Biofriendly podcast, uh, we joked around that we spoke French. We said that the accent wall was the from French. The accent that we said from France. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my phone, which was on during the podcast, this because we were getting a fridge delivered, if you uh-huh. remember, you have to rewind back in time. Go back and watch it. Yeah, go it's back great. and watch it. Um, was on. And I was being listened to by Facebook because the next time I logged into my Facebook, it was in French. That's... I'm not kidding. They're, I'm not kidding. They're always listening. Okay. My Facebook... Is in front, and I don't know how to turn it back. <laughs> I don't know how to turn it back. Today, I was I would like my Facebook to be in German. So today, I'm going to use today, a German accent and today play, German. please be German. Let's just see what see, see what, what happens. happens. It'll be crazy. Let's do it. Let's it's crazy. Do it. It's going to be great. Well, for all I of us. thought I would kick off the new year uh, with a with a fun. Exciting yes. topic. Yes. Right? Yes. Just we're back. Yes. We want to do something. We want to tackle the world right. and, and, and take care of it. So today we're going to talk about... Tackling the world is fun. Yes. I tackle it often. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about soil erosion. All right. Yeah. That's, that's, soil soil okay. erosion. Woo. So much fun. You remember know. that song by Van Halen, Soil Erosion? Oh, absolutely. So good. Absolutely. Yeah. It had the guitar, two-hand guitar tapping going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So... So look, maybe that's not the happiest topic right. to start because it is a bit of a bummer, but right. we also can look at it this way. Okay. Let's begin the year by driving the fans and the audience to uh to go Crazy. do do oh. something immediately. That's right. important to get to get aware of another problem that we gotta take a look at yeah. and to do something about it and get get rolling yeah. on the job. I agree. Yeah. You know, if we're gonna take twenty twenty by storm and tackle the world, yeah, which is what I'm doing. Um, Not, it's no more, but but Pat for the world. Yeah, no more, no more good hustle out there. No more good hustle. This out there. is get out there and do something. We're tackling. We're, we're tackling, tackling the, the world. world. <laughs> okay, so the world grows ninety five percent of its food in the uppermost layer of the soil. Yes, making topsoil one of the most important components of our food system. Absolutely. But thanks to conventional farming practices. And this is that sounds very sarcastic, it's isn't a, it? Like, sarcastic. but thanks to conventional farming methods, yeah. um, nearly half. What I was going to say that wouldn't be like a genuine thanks. I have a feeling no. based on what's coming next. Yeah, it was a yeah. little. It was a little like, all right, I get it. Nearly half of the most productive soil has disappeared in the world in the last 150 years, wow. threatening crop yields and contributing to nutrient pollution, dead zones, and erosion. The U.S. alone, soil on cropland is eroding 10 times faster than it can be replenished. Wow. That information made me soil myself. Ha ha. (laughs) The dad jokes come and they don't stop. Hey, look, it may be a new year, but it's not a new me. It's not a new you. No, I'm still the same old so-and-so that I always was. Um, So, So, Jacob, are you saying that this is a problem? I'm saying it's hopeless and there's nothing that can be done. And good night. We tried our best. We tried our best. <laughs> no, actually, when I started uh, looking into soil erosion, now you, when I said it to you, you were like, I am aware of this. I, I don't Absolutely. think I knew uh, much about it, uh, which you've come to know. And let's give also, show. let's give, give a little, little shout, shout out, out. To, to Jamie of Jamie's Corner. Yes. Our, uh, our, Jamie uh, Carroll, wonderful. She's, she's, uh, she's, she's awesome. Our you columnist on Biofriendly Planet. You mm-hmm. should check out her column on uh, Biofriendly Planet. She's, yep. you know, it's. She she gives us a kickoff at the, the beginning of every month with a, with another awesome piece of news. But she she uh, she suggested this one. Yeah, she sent us the article, call. and yeah. I read about it, and I had never no. I mean, I think I could assume that the way that we produce our crops and the way that we farm, we're probably overdoing it on the land. You know, there's so much need to generate stuff. So um, I just didn't know 
at what length it, it was and how many problems it has caused. Right. So that's basically what soil erosion is. is that we're, we're working our land past its capabilities to produce. Exactly, which we haven't always done, by the way. Yeah. There used to be, well, go ahead and jump it. Keep rocking. Well, yeah, okay. Keep well, so the, the so more bad news before we get to the good stuff, the, the, the hopeful stuff. The good news is we can fix it. Yes. So don't panic. It says- We if, are all going to die, but don't yes, panic. Yes, don't panic. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Um, if we continue to degrade the soil at the rate we are now, the world could run out of topsoil in about 60 years. That's yeah. the assessment from the UN's Food and Agricultural Organization. Without topsoil, the Earth's ability to filter water, absorb carbon, and feed people plunges. Not only that, but the food we grow will probably be lower in vital nutrients. It already is. Yes, it is. And that's uh, some of the data that I found out there as well, is that a lot of the food that we're growing right now has gone down in its quality and nutrients because of topsoil problems. Yep. Yeah. But there are farmers, more and more, and as I dug in deeper, that are doing everything they can to correct their topsoil problems and prevent soil erosion. Yes. Yes. And uh, I have three ways that they are doing it. Do you know some of these already? Before you jump into that, did you and your research go into why this is happening? What it is that the farmers are doing that's causing the problem? Tilling and growing too much of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I think those are the only ones I can remember off the top of my hand. So too much tilling, too much plowing. Um, on the land, not allowing enough of the natural bacteria and organisms to flourish, and then also growing just one thing continuously in the soil. Those were the two things that were problematic, like a farm that focuses solely on corn or soy. Right. That actually becomes a problem. Yes. Right. So you knew this. Yes. Classic normal. So that's great. So now, so, all right, let's go into your solutions and then, and then we'll, ju- we'll just, I'll jump in and, and, and yeah, and yeah. Chip give in. give and some then, more, give some more data. And, and there's, see if I have a curveball. Yeah. Anyway. And there's other, there's other cool things along the way that we can throw out there. But, uh, so, so a lot of these sustainable farmers, and there's a lot of gr- groups out there that are doing this now because there are, I think that the, the call to action has never been louder. And even farmers are like, well, we got to do something because I'm not going to be able to continue living and producing food. Right. So they've started rotating crops, which is you grow more variations of things. So you plant one kind, then another kind, another kind. You try different things that you can grow on the land. That's that's one of the solutions. And to get on top of that one, just so so people can get a get a idea idea of what that is. So um, you need to know world that that uh, listen up. Farmers farmers know this. Okay. Good farmers know this. Yeah. Farming families, people who have been farming, understand farming, they know this problem right. because people have been growing food for, a for long thousands time. and thousands right, of years. Right, right, right. Okay? They're aware of this. And, and the, the, this issue is an issue that's known, and good farmers rotate their crops. They always have. Right. So let's, let's not just pretend like, like this is a surprise. Like, or yeah, this is yeah, something. yeah. This, this is happening because... Farming done by responsible farmers from families who farm has gone down. These these farmers have been forced, to, in a lot of cases, to sell their farms and made it like a big corporations. corporations. And now it's right. like a mass produced. Hey, we got to have as much corn in this land as possible. If you want to know how to destroy something, bring in an accountant <laughs> and try to find ways to cut corners and yeah. and, and not spend any and money. This is not to, to disparage no, all no. accountants. I'm sure we that love it, you that accountants. That out accountants there. Man, have great things, but our but, accountant fan base just went. Uh, it's got, now we can put them yeah. with the people of Kentucky. Yeah. Everybody. And, yeah. Um, no, I, now the issue is, is that if you worry only about what is the most efficient and profitable way to do something, then you're not going to 
necessarily think about what is the most sustainable way to do something. What is right. something, the way to do something that will keep lasting? It's the classic um, Lorax. Right. Right? If you haven't Dr. read Seuss Dr. Comes Seuss's the, the Lorax, yeah. read the Lorax. The Lorax basically covers this. If you ever wanted to know what's going on, it's the Lorax. Yeah. Right? Like, you, you can make needs so long yeah. as you have trees. Or watch the movie. Or, you don't have time to read the 10-page oh, book. <laughs> this is so modernist of you. No. Just go watch the movie. Read a book. It's 40-something nah. pages long with pictures and yeah. cartoons, and it's poetic. I don't have time for that. The movie will take you, <laughs> the movie will take you two hours to watch. The you book can, can be read book. in 25 minutes. You can re- read the book five times in the time of the movie. This is the problem with America. Yeah. It has nothing to do with farming. It has yeah. to do with the fact that people don't read. <laughs> Back to your point. Back to my point. <laughs> Sorry. Um, read my, the book. Uh, read, read the Lorax. Read the Lorax. And then watch it. And what happens with... <laughs> yes, fine. After you've read it, watch the Lorax movie. Is, is that a universal <laughs> film? Um, yes. See, yes. this is why. It's just, Sorry. Jacob, Jacob Sorry. used to work at Universal. <laughs> worked to work there. He comes so, from Universal, so uh, he's just still... He's used to pitching their, their stuff. Their stuff, right. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah. No, so Lorax, uh, Lorax, if you go through... Just read that book. It's yeah. a fun one for your kids if you're a grown-up. If you are a kid, you'll get it right away if you're an adult hopefully your thick head will will come to grips with it but the basic mm-hmm. concept is that you can make needs so long as you have trees but once the trees are gone not only can you not make needs you've destroyed that area yeah okay so read the book and you'll you'll get an idea because there is hope at the end of that book and i, and I like i like hope. we're all about hope yeah yeah um but farmers have known this good farmers don't do this there is good land because there are still good farmers the corporations have, have made some errors and, you know, we got to start doing something to get them to fix that. Right. And there's ways you can shop that can help with that. But continue. Right. Uh, so that's it. one, the rotating. Uh, not tilling the land. There are now uh, a lot of farmers that are working ways to not have to plow as often or at all to mm-hmm. farm. And, uh, and then the final thing is uh, cover crops. Which okay. is planting crops on top of the crops that they're growing to help absorb carbon and 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 invite in more moisture and just help keep the bacteria and the natural life alive. So those are the three methods that that good farming practices will help the topsoil recover. Are you ready for a curveball? Yeah, throw it to me. Here's the curveball. Okay. Stop blaming cows for environmental issues. Right. You mean the methane thing? Stop blaming cows for anything. We blame cows for the fact that they become hamburgers. Yeah, right. <laughs> for the fact that, yes, they produce methane, but cows get a bad rap environmentally, and they it's it's garbage. It's not the cows. It's, again... It's Back ir- off the cows. It's irresponsible farming shoving Move thousands on. of cows into a tiny area where they're unhappy and can't live. But if right. you have, yeah. in a period of your rotating of crops, cows... Right. That are walking on the grass and pushing the grass into the ground and pushing the nutrients into the ground and pooping. Clip, clop, clip, And clop. adding th- from their poop nutrients to the ground. And let's... Right, fertilizer's fine. Fertilizer's okay, but fertilizer is like just like anything else. It's subject to what a company's going to do to make the fertilizer last longer, be more efficient, and then to make more money. It's not right. natural fertilizer. If you let cows walk on a paddock and poop everywhere, and yeah. then walk in their poop and walk in the grass and eat some of the grass and then spit up some of the grass, their saliva gets in there and their throw-up gets in there and all that stuff. All delicious. All helps make better soil. Okay? So stop blaming the cows. So back off the cows. You don't need to till the land as much when you got cows walking around getting yeah. all till, naturally tilled for you. Yeah. It's the whole, that's, that's the, let's, I just, 
I think if there's one thing I want the world to get out of this is that I feel like we give the cows too much trouble and cows don't deserve too much trouble. I, I, be able to, I didn't know there was be able to go. as many people lot. against cows. So my, that curveball took me by surprise because I did not know there was an anti-cow, uh, a cow Contingent. defamation league. Absolutely. Don't you see those uh, those those Chick-fil-A posters out there? Yeah. Oh, no, those are pro-cow. Yeah, those are pro-cow. Yeah, My mistake. <laughs> My mistake. Apparently people love, love cows. I yeah, was wrong. Yeah, this episode was sponsored by Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and uh, so those are some of the methods. And there are other people that are working on... Oh, there was a stat in here that kind of blew my mind that yeah, was yeah. like every... every I think it's like every minute we lose a soccer pitch worth of soil. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yep. So it was kind of like a... Yeah, but. no, and that's and that's frightening, and all, all this. But to in order to to remove a little bit of panic, I don't think people quite get a concept of how many soccer pitches there there could fit. Yeah. On Earth. Yeah. It's I, ins- I, I sure it's don't know. so much bigger. This planet is so much bigger than people think. It's true. It's so much bigger than people yeah. think. Oh, uh, so, we'll go one. You know, we'll we'll have we'll have Sally. Uh, yeah. That's hey. Sally again. Sally's a guy. Yeah. Sally's gonna gonna calculate for us. Okay. Uh, how many soccer pitches you could fit on Earth? Okay. And it's it's gonna the, mind, the numbers mind blowing. We'll drop it now, in th- the painless green group. Not to say that we should be losing. Soccer we shouldn't pitches. be losing soccer pitches. Right. We should be able to just have a farm on land, and that farm should survive. That's yeah. that's how it should be. But carry on. So shifting practices isn't easy for farmers. It requires resources, often in short supply, time, money. And technical assistance. That's why it's critical for supply chain uh, stakeholders, from traders to brands to retailers, to get involved. The Midwest Row Crop Collaborative, for example, brings together a mix of food companies, retailer Walmart, and conservation nonprofits like uh, World Wildlife Fund, the WWF, wrestling to a better world, yeah. uh, to support farmers who are working hard to improve soil health and water quality in Illinois, Iowa, and Nebraska, mm-hmm. three of the largest crop producing states in the Mississippi River Basin. So there are people that are also helping farmers do this because yeah. it is costly to go from, you know, to, to change your methods in yeah. order to yield more crops. So that's right. good news right there. That's great news. Yeah. And then one of the cooler things that I saw, which was this, um, this is kind of a sciencey angle, okay? Mm-hmm. So this article was from The Ecologist, and it talked about soil erosion, and it said, let me see if I can find the exact thing. So this is the University of, um, University of Sheffield, which I think is in England. Uh, England. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's in Illinois. University of <laughs> Sheffield, Illinois. Sheffield, Illinois. University of Sheffield. We're pioneering. No, I won't do it like that. We're pioneering a radical solution that could buy us some time. So this isn't like a replacement. No. This is so that we could give soil time to heal. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So our new Institute for Sustainable Food has launched a soil-free urban farm. Okay. Right Where on. scientists are growing food from foam. Wow. Yeah. Gross. Uh, uh, <laughs> right? Thumb food. I should say, ew. Ew. Ew, David. Ew. Um, Harry Wright, a PhD student at the Gra- Grantham Center for Sustainable Futures, has yeah. developed specialist foams yeah. that chemically, physically, and biologically resemble soil. Wow. Together with Jacob Nichols, uh, innate knowledge exchange associate at the University of Sheffield, uh, They've used a network of pipes, nutrient solutions, and controlled growing environments. Scientists are growing everything from salad to tomatoes in an abandoned school in Sheffield. Wow. With this foam. So you're telling me that all the abandoned schools throughout the world could now be farms? Yes. With with foam soil? So every time we close education for children, grow some plants. (laughs) 
No. I, I think that this is just a location. I think we could maybe use all the old Toys R Uses. Yeah, You know, sure. those are open. There's that nothing is, going on in there. That is a tragedy of epic proportions. What, the closed Toys R Us? Yeah. I know. I we uh, My wife and I are were singing me? the theme song in front of our children, and yeah. they, they didn't know the song oh, or have any reference to the song, and they were like, yeah. what was Toys R Us? And I was like, oh, oh no. there was a giraffe, and he came, and he, like, roller skated. It was the biggest toy store there is and they were everywhere. Mm-hmm. They were superstores filled with toys as far as the eye could see. Yes. And you never wanted to grow up because you're a Toys R Us <sighs> kid. But back to the schools. Um, yep. We found that crops planted in the polyurethane foams grow two to ten times faster than plants grown in soil. Wow. So this is, again, I, I, you know, the, this is another very cool article about people that are coming up with solutions while we're figuring out, because the, the topsoil problem if you erode, it can take as quick as 100 years to ruin land. Sure. And then it will take 500 years for it to be okay again. Right. So that's that's one of our biggest challenges is that, like, if we – if there are certain air areas, I think they said, like, Libya and Syria, that once were many, 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 many long times ago had plants and crops that could grow from there, and now you cannot – yeah, well, some of the deserts, I mean, some, some of the, the northern area, now this is, a, this is something I have to double check, so please, yeah. fact checkers, you know, give me a second to look Sally, at this. Sally, look, uh, look up that too. This is a, a piece of data I got you know, from you know, randomly years ago, was that the, on the northern end of the Sahara Desert, uh, that area used to have, that used to be farmland. That used yeah. to be that's where Romans got food. Right. So that was like a massive farming area. Yeah, that was, was that was, was fertile. This, and you're was, correct. Yeah. And 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 uh, you are correct. By you know by being stupid and mm. also the you know the, the climate changes, <laughs> the climate changes on its yeah. own without us doing yeah. anything to yeah. some degree. Uh, it 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 you know it's now it's a desert. Yeah, it's yeah. very true. So that's essentially it. And and if you're asking yourself, what can you do as an individual? Because as I was reading about soil erosion, I was kind of like, well, I'm not a farmer. I don't make these judgment calls. Um, But we can uh, purchase things, foods, and support farmers, local farmers that are doing these methods. And that's just a simple little bit of reading or research. You know, you look on the label, people that are doing sustainable things. You know, some of these bigger companies, these massive companies that were General Mills and whatnot, I was researching them as well. And they're definitely trying. They're putting uh, targets and goals for like, you know, within the next five, 10 years to really change a lot of their methods. Because like, like we've said, now is the time for the whole world to kind of wake up and be like, all right, we got to we got to take care of this earth a little bit more. But there are tons of uh, companies out there that their farming is using yeah. these methods. Yes, and a lot, a lot of the, a lot of your your companies that are that are producing uh, like a, a more expensive. I mean, yeah. As a general rule, and this is a hard thing to tell a person to do. Right. If you're buying something that's more expensive, there's generally a reason it's more expensive. If you're getting food that costs more money. Yeah. A lot of times it's because it's made more sustainably and right. it's it's made in a farm that yeah. that has to be more responsible with its land and that is trying to grow things in a more sustainable way. Yeah. So um, that is a good kind of real it's not a definite, but it's a it's a good thing to look for is what's you know, am I buying the the cheapest possible right lettuce 
Yeah. Or or am I or am I looking for a for a store that's that's that's, that's trying supplying to, local farm stuff and yeah. stuff from from organic sources? And I so. get it. I mean, it it comes down to your shopping. I I certainly don't go to Whole Foods because I mean it, it's that's, expensive. That's Look, very it expensive. costs it costs more money. And I and I yeah. get that. I get that can be difficult. I really do. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's it's that's also that's also something we have to look at as a society is what what are wh- how are we spending how are we spending our money? What are we yeah. doing? What because the more we we put money towards other things like that cup of coffee. Yeah. Right. The less we could put it towards shot or eating out. People eat out yeah. a lot, which yeah. is, I get it. It's fun. It's are out of time. It's not, yeah. it's not an e- not easy every day to, to not eat out. Yeah. But when you cook meals at home, it's less expensive, which means that you can, if you do that enough, pick something that's a little something bit better. that's a little higher quality. Yeah. And I've noticed that some of my, you know, outside of whole foods, some of the local stores that we have around here, you'll go to like the produce section and they'll have a head of lettuce. And then right next to it, it'll be like organically grown. And right. usually we're talking like a variation of like 30 cents to be right. honest. Right. And you know, it, it, it would be something that would benefit everyone if all of us just said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to get the one that's made the correct way. Right. Uh, one, the nutrition of it is probably going to be 10 times better. And then you're helping support people that are trying to do things the right way. And that will pressure the corporations and these big companies to be like, all right, we got to gotta, we gotta change what we do here. Yeah. We can't keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, so. no, exactly. The other thing you can do is visit a farmer's market. Yeah. Go to a farmer's market and yeah. talk, talk to the farmer. Yeah. Like, like spend time talking to the people who are selling the goods and say, hey, so, hey, have you guys heard about the soil erosion? And they have. Yeah. <laughs> and you can talk with them for a minute about it, and they'll, they'll start going through their feelings on it or whatever else, and you'll get to find out pretty quickly how they're farming their, their goods, what they're, yeah. how they're making it. So talk, go to a farmer's market. And if you go to, to the people there. If you go to a farmer's market and you talk to the farmer and you ask them about soil erosion and they've never heard of it, run. That's not a farmer. <laughs> That's not a that's not a farmer. I don't know what that is, but that is a... It's a ghost. It's a ghost who's <laughs> pretending to be a farmer. Yeah. It's an imposter. If you farmer. look over here at these spooky crops, <laughs> oh no, you're a ghost. Um, so yeah. So that's basically it. That's right. the solar region. I, th- I think we tackled it in a way that was informative, helpful, educational, and a little silly. And a little silly. And we even came up with a new slogan, I think, didn't we? Yeah, somewhere along the way. Somewhere in that line, there was, there was something. Dag damn it. Are we going to do our catchphrases in the new year? Or are we going to start? Are we going to wipe the slate clean? Wipe the slate clean. I think maybe we should. We start with just our uh, our always slogan. Our always slogan. Well, which we'll is, do just that. And over time, we're going to have more. We got to remember, because this today, when we were going in, we had we said something that was that was totally, all right, uh, totally we'll, a slogan. It was something like strong. Something like strong. <laughs> Is that the is that the slogan? <laughs> your big your like beacon of strong. light in a gloomy environment. Something like strong. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of perfect. Um, anyway. <laughs> well, happy New Year to everybody. We hope uh, your holidays were great, and uh, thanks for keeping up with us over over the holiday season. and And we're excited to kick off uh, a new year with new possibilities and and new things to do. So. Um. Yeah. Oh, we already said our catchphrases. So let's. So that's have, it. have a great have a great week. Have a great week. Yeah. Well, enjoy getting back to work. Uh-huh. Uh Hope that it's that you're all inspired by the yeah. fact that it's a new year and ready to go in and resolutions. Know, do great things and, right. and get things rolling and, yeah. and make this a better planet and all that kind of good stuff. I love it. I love it. All right. See you next time. Bye. 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 Bio-Friendly Podcast. It's the Bio-Friendly Podcast.